You're listening to Music Mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. Alrighty. Well, thanks again for coming out, man. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. R.C. Williams of R.C. and the Grits. How are yes. you doing today? I'm having a good day. Um, yeah. You know, just doing music things. Uh, well, you, just, just you mentioned you're you're mixing <laughs> you're mixing working on your mix for the live album, right? Yeah, we just uh, our first live record uh, is coming out um, the end of November. So yeah, we're mixing it down um, and you know gonna get it mastered. So everything's sounding good. I'm awesome. very excited about it. Awesome. Do you have a name for it? Live in Deep Ellum. Ooh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, kind of want to start from the beginning. Uh, kind of want to figure out what got you into this world. What made you so interested in the music? Um, I was born into it. Uh, hmm. Definitely born into it. Uh, my family, uh, my dad, my mom. Um, basically, um, a huge church background, you know hmm. what I'm saying, with my family. Yeah. Uh, all my cousins, uh, my sisters and brothers, uh, uncles, granddads, everybody was musically inclined and played an instrument or either song in, awesome. in church. That's great. And so it was just like I was meant to do it, you know, when I was born or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, same here. I was born into a church family. Yeah. Running sound by the time I was six, you See? know. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to figure it out. What, what are we good at? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, Definitely. And, and it's an atmosphere, right? There's yeah. just so much community. And, yeah. And it's, it's, it's beautiful to see someone go up there. You know, like my, mm. my mom, you know, when I was... 19 my mom confessed to me because we we left the church uh or that specific church and went to another one mm -hmm. when i was about like 13 or so mm -hmm. but when i was about 20 my mom filled me in because she was the worship leader and she filled me in on how she had a lot of anxiety okay and that mm -hmm. but doing it for the church and for the community you know made her you know focus in and and and, right. and just endure you know for for the sake of it and mm-hmm and that invoked something in me i was like wow you know i i was always so impressed by you just going up there and leading, singing, playing the guitar in tandem. Mm. But then to find out that, you know, she, I thought it was just, you know, off the yeah. cuff. She was just like, she's always doing that. And like, I'm over here, you know, dealing with anxiety and like, how did you do that? And she's like, I, I struggled with it. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But she did it for yeah. the church, you know, for the community, for God. And, and it helped, yeah, and it yeah, helped her. Absolutely. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's, that's what I started to appreciate more is, you know, I was always mm -hmm. involved technically and on the outside, just appreciating, mm -hmm. but to realize the internal side you know of, of of you're doing it and you're plugged into that community right this brings together something beautiful yeah you know that that warm embrace of of discipline and talent and expression it's yeah just, that's great yeah, it's awesome church yeah. is a proving ground <laughs> yeah it's yeah. uh you'll be surprised some of the top musicians top mm. that we all probably knew each other when you know my age group when we were younger you know playing in church and going to church conventions and stuff like that yeah and um you know even the ones before me uh it's played a big part in the music industry yeah church musicians church uh vocalists uh rangers everything oh yeah 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 because i mean you because you were in kirk franklin's group uh, god's property with uh with spot correct yeah. Yeah. yeah we all started out in god's property yeah um Yep, it kind of like started at the school right there, Booger T. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, we were all at Booger T. Washington. Um, and yeah, Spud and his mom started the choir. And um, yeah, I was blessed to be a part, man. We was kids. Uh, me, Sean, Martin, you know, Robert Spud, C. Wright. Um, 
And then, you know, it grew from, you know, Keith Taylor, Braylon Lacey, Daniel Johns, other artists, you know, other musicians that, that joined the group. But yeah, that was the start. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, kept you hooked, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Like, you know, at that age, you know, I always say this, like, you know, in Dallas, in the South, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's crazy, but, you know, the uh, you, you, you got a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, a lot of individuals that do sports, and then you got a lot of individuals that does music. Mm. Then you got something that does both, you know mm. what I'm saying? So in the South, that's like a real big thing, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, for you know the our communities and stuff like that you know here you know? yeah well like uh i was listening to uh uh interview with robert glasper and he okay. was saying how he because i'm a huge fan of his man yeah, that's my and, bro man yeah. you know he uh, went to hpva you know houston so oh yeah oh that's right yeah. he's from houston yeah, yeah. We, we, we've been knowing robert since we was at booker t you know we was me him sean you know we we got a you know We've been, that's why we saw we all you know we all grew up around each other in music you that's know, awesome so. yeah well yeah because his whole crew all those houston people he yeah. uses and I mean, I mean just the way he composes just the yeah. way he works it's yeah. great yeah but, but i think he i think he was on quest love's podcast talking okay. about this or you know what it might have been talib kwali's yeah um, kwali he, he was yeah. on kwali's okay yeah. and he was talking about that about how he had this idea that he was going to be a basketball player for like a long time while still being a musician yeah. but you know, and and he talks about the 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 lengths you know of, of learning gospel, uh, and then thinking that you know he had it, and then he goes to the audition and like, well, you know, when it comes to jazz, like, oh, I got, I need to learn jazz, you know, exactly. And then that was kind of his tipping point of right. like basketball or and there's go like it's, deeper, it's, and it's kind of like all of our story almost is like mm. that's what I was dealing with, same thing. Uh, yeah. Before I went to Booker T, you know, I played sports, basketball and football, and. Um, my mom started paying for me piano lessons. And mm. the reason why I started playing piano, I was a drummer at the church, you know, okay. and my sister was the organist. And then she got married, and so she left, went to church with her husband, so we didn't have no organist. She no your more. replacement? So my mom was like, you know, you need to hop on the organ. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I started, like, you know, Sean Martin, that's my best friend. We've been knowing each other since grades, like, I mean, four and five, you know what I mean? Mm. We've been going to school with each other. And Sean has always been that talented. And so, um, I was to go to Sean he would come to my house I would go to his house and he would show me like different church songs and try to help me you know learn how to play you yeah. know? So, but my mom just threw me on the organ when my sister left so that's kind of like how I started you know trying to play piano nice um, but what I was saying is like you know I was into sports and so yeah. um since I was a kid you know Pop Warner all the way up to high school and I went to Kimball High School my mom was basically t- giving piano lessons for me paying you know Miss Campbell, one of the greatest teachers, rest in peace, that mm. taught a lot of us here in, in the Dallas, Dallas, you know, Metroplex. Uh, so I had to choose football, basketball, or music, you know, and I felt like God chose it for me because I, in the game, you know, I never get my leg broke, you know, playing football. Mm. My tenth grade year on varsity at Kimball High School, so it put me out for basketball, and at that time, Sean was like, "You need to come to Arts Magnet. You need to come mm. to Arts Magnet," you know. And uh, that's what made me transfer to Arts Magnet. I got my leg broke, you know what I'm saying, playing sports. Yeah. And then I never, when I got to Arts Magnet, I was just introduced to a whole another world of musicians. You know, I was like, wow, this school's crazy. It's like, you got your <laughs> dancers, you got your actors, you got your musicians, you got your vocalists. It's like, and that's where I met Robert C. Wright. And uh, I met a lot of the other musicians, you know, from the school there. And so yeah. I never thought about sports again. But me breaking my leg was the 
what's the thing the that point. make me go to music <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy yeah because my mom was having problems because i was missing piano lessons you know being at football practice or mm. basketball practice and so yes yeah, it's kind of like our story you know we either going to do sports or we're going to do music you know what i mean <laughs> kind of like when we was growing up you know so i feel robert on that 100 yeah. hey you're passionate people <laughs> yeah that, exactly <laughs> and i and i think that's kind of the creative uh the common creative backbone is mm. you're passionate you want to get something out you just got a lot of energy behind you you got exactly. to do something with it you actually want to do something with it <laughs> yes exactly yeah yeah put it to work yeah well that's awesome yeah uh so you guys have three albums out working on the live one Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're also you're a very busy man in your own time because you're mm-hmm. also like the king of of jams, right? Because you, <laughs> yeah, you have man, that going on in multiple spots. Yeah, now you know um, I've been doing the jam session since about wow, the Wednesday night jam session maybe about 2006, 2007. It's been wow. that long. Uh, every awesome. Wednesday, it's been going down. Uh, even when I'm on tour, somebody else will host it, but it's been the constant jam session since about almost 15 six, 15 years or so yeah wow. and uh you know and um uh, the reason why i started the jam session was touring at this time touring with erica badu and mm. other artists i would be in these different cities you know this is like 99 2000 you know i was still at the university of north texas you mm. know um studying but i would meet more musicians in uh on the road and one thing I learned about when I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and when I was in Philly, mm. they had a spot, and we just, just just so happened to be there on that night where all the musicians would come and, like, congregate and jam out, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, all the top artists that when they were home, there was a spot to be, that you know what I'm saying? Spot. So yeah. um, we might have, most of the spots in Dallas at that time were just, like, straight-ahead jazz spots, you know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, the music community was big. It was just more, like, on the jazz scene mm. you know what i mean so it really wasn't like a of course oh, they yeah. had jam session but like not for like vocal you know like just everything everything yeah you know <laughs> what i mean just a whole vibe and so touring you know and like going to stuff like that in atlanta georgia uh and philly and new york it just made me, when i got off that tour i was like i told spud and braylon i was like yo we gotta start a night yo we was like <laughs> yo, we gotta start a night like and uh you know that's what we did you know we started a wednesday night and it's just um, it started at the Warris, okay, in uh, Winwood area. It's not there no more. It's a yeah. restaurant. But then when we moved to the Profit Bar, it's just been there the whole time. So yeah. that's been kind of like the staple of the city when it comes to musicians. That's how you know because I went to the University of North Texas. So when we started, I would just tell all the musicians from Denton come down to the jam session. Mm. And so that's how that was like the big thing. And it's still a thing and Denton. They were like, yo, you gotta go to Wednesday night jam session <laughs> and play with the grits or whatever or I seen them or nice. spud them. So, you know, yes, yeah, it's, it's been a good thing for the city. It's been a good thing for me, you know, just trying to provide a spot for, you know, yeah. We were up and coming at the time too, you know. Mm. So we just wanted to play. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Which is perfect. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. It's like well, it's not practice. It's not like shedding, but it's like yeah, yeah. you're getting your muscles out. You're getting a yeah. chance to flex and feel it out. Yeah, and, man. So and bounce off somebody and Yeah. And so now Dallas is so it's grown so much. Yeah. Wednesday night jam says you used to be in the only spot like that, the proper bar. But now you can see that every every night of the week now. It's mm. a jam session somewhere in Dallas, probably every night of the week. Yeah. But for about ten years, the only spot that was really, you know, it was the Wednesday night jam session at the proper bar. Nice. But I love how the city has exploded. It's yeah. always been talent here. Oh yeah. But now people get to really see it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, on any given night. 
Yeah, more venues, more. Oh yeah. Well, and 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 like uh like the Maker's Gym, right? Because you just started oh, yeah. doing stuff out there, which yes. is in Frisco. It's in Frisco. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's my bros. Yeah, that's an amazing spot. It's like it's crazy. I mean, um, shout out to Terrence and man, and shout out to Tori for that spot. Um, like going, to, like when you go to a gym, you have everything you need when you're a member. Right. You got the weights. You got the. You know, you got the shower room, you yeah. got the, the track, everything you need to, to get your day. That's what the Maker's Gym is, it's, but mm. it's for creatives. So you just need to be a member. You know, if you want to take photos, they got the A and B and C room where you can do photos, all the top of line equipment. You don't need to bring anything, probably just your engineer, your mm. photographer. Or if you want to record, you can do that. You just reserve, you know, the room, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or office spaces. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an event space for yeah. creatives. So it's amazing. Yeah, amazing like concept. Yeah, and it's a beautiful campus. Oh my god, it's it's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't been out there yet. I want to go out there. Yeah, you gotta go check them out, man. Yeah, check yeah. us out when we do. You know, yeah, the next up in my yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, awesome. Well, uh, I wanted to ask you about your favorite works, like not yours, but what what's kind of influenced you. What's kind of pushed you into you know mm. a different world of thinking you know like what you're talking about where you might have started from like a gospel background but mm. what what's kind of you know spun you out to something else um i would say i was definitely influenced from you know gospel and blues from from as a child because mm-hmm. that's what you know my dad He's, he has a quartet group. It's called the Sensational Harmonizer. They've been singing oh, okay. for like sixty years. Wow, that's you know? awesome! And they were signed to early in the early days to like Savoy Records and Malachi. Mm. And what's crazy now, uh, their records are you know like streaming. You know, saying it's like on Spotify. Somebody, I guess, someone bought the catalog. But it's crazy to see like my dad records from the seventies is like quartet gospel and it, they sound amazing you know yeah. what i mean they're on apple music and spotify so we um that was like you know of course that was my influence just the music my dad you know what I'm saying uh sure was playing on saturday mornings you know he would play even though he was a gospel and quartet singer he you know his homeboys was like johnny taylor and mm. willie uh willie hutch and all these guys mm. and uh um um, Gene Maxwell and all these ca- these cats that was like very huge in, in, in the R&B and gospel scene, you know, 60s and 70s. Hmm. And um, other than that, when I got to studying music, um, I just knew church, you know what I mean, at the beginning. Sure, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when I got to start getting exposed to different music, when I started playing um when I met Spud, you know what I'm saying, got the arts magnet, he, he introduced me to a lot of, you know, stuff, uh, funk and, and jazzy stuff. Mm. And then when I started playing with Erica Badu, she introduced me to a whole bunch of, you know, music that was like I really wasn't listening to it at the time. Mm. And the one thing that really helped me was touring the world because I was exposed to oh yeah, a little bit of everything, you know, across the world. A lot of musicians, I have a lot of friends across the world now. Mm. And one thing, I listen to music very specifically. It can be like playing in the elevator and I'm like, I can't help it. It's like I can hear it and I'm like basically critiquing their music. Not critiquing, yeah. but like, oh, they went to the <laughs> six right down. there. They went to the five, mm. you know what I mean? And it's just like, I can't. It's, it's just innate. It's just, it's just a thing. Yeah, I can't <laughs> stop doing it. And so, it's, um, so I, I listen to music very very hard like i'm 
practicing in my mind what it, what it is. And so that's, that's a lot of influence on me. And touring and seeing a lot of shows. Um, one thing that comes to mind, I remember being on tour early, my early days with Erica. It was Erica, D'Angelo, Lucy Pearl, and Lauren Hill on tour. It was maybe wow. like 19, it was maybe 2000, 2001. I was very young. I mean, you know, we was just starting to tour, me and Braylon and everything. But for yeah. us to see that, how they put the show together, you know what I mean? Mm. And like, I watched how Lauren, you know, how Lauren's show was, and I watched how D'Angelo's show was, and it was like, you know, Roy Hugger was playing with him in the horn section, and it was like, these are all my, you know, mirrors on drums, and you know, we was like, Dang, you know, so it was like <laughs> to see this type of stuff, um, it, I don't know, it just, it, it made me go to a whole di- different place, you know, mm-hmm. musically, you know what I'm saying, and starting to be a, 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 an arranger in my mind, or mm. like, wow, he came out with this song and like built the show up and the people were going crazy. Yeah. And so I took all of that stuff in, you know, I t- every time I see a show, I take a lot of that in. Like, I want to know how they built their show. Yeah. And what was, you know, and so I think that made me better as a, a di- music director, as an arranger, as a writer, producer, just having, you know, you know, being lucky enough to see a, a lot of amazing shows at a young age and, and you know, intaking that and different little process of being in the studio with like Jay Dilla and people like that when I was young and James Poiser and all these cats, D'Angelo and Bilal and Erica, of course, and just to take all that in and just, yeah. you know, I mean, how could you not be inspired? <laughs> <laughs> and we we were all we were all you know Braylon Lacey's, but we were all you know a part of that. Sean Martin and were able to see a lot of that stuff. Mm. Um, I remember us being in high school. This is a story in high school, and it was the Wichita Jazz Festival. This was like a big jazz festival for like mm. colleges and high school. So this is where we met Robert Glassford. It was me, oh, okay. Sean, Robert Spudsey, Ray, Robert Glassford, and like we were all. We weren't even in college yet. Like, and um, I remember we got to see Kenny Garrett and Jeff Tane Watts, and like mm. we was out on the front row. We like kids, <laughs> and we're just like so amazed. And so you know, like just to see that show up live and live in person, yeah. you know. And I think that like sparked something in all of us. And now mm. when we see each other, now we're like, wow, we all doing our own thing and yeah. doing, you know. But we. I think Robert has a picture of that. He's the only one got oh, a picture really? of us. Like we was in the eleventh and tenth, eleventh grade. Wow! And um, I remember us. It was nowhere to go after the concert, so it was mm. like it was so many musicians from everywhere and young musicians. We found the piano, so we me and Robert and we pushed the piano into the lobby, and they ended up piecing some drums together and everything. We started <laughs> the jam session in a lobby at the hotel. Wow! You know, because we all just wanted to play. Yeah, you know, it was like. And this is right after the show. Right after the show. Oh after yeah. We just saw you're all Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just stuff like that. You know, what I mean, those those different type of uh, shows that I've seen and you know artists and how they, you know, present a show really stuck with me. Yeah, and that's what made me um, want to create my own band and stuff like that to be able to to give my creative side of how I feel like I want to express you guys to to intake this music that we we presenting or how I want to how we want to express ourselves. Yeah, and that's what it is. You know, we just trying to give a part of us to you what we feeling. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and I, that's what they did to me. That's just like you know, 
and that's not even the gospel part. I saw some so many amazing gospel artists. You know, what I mean, it's just yeah. so much influences and seeing and being a part of shows and listening to a lot of music is what got me to where I am today. You know, and I've steady listening to music. It's a lifetime work when it comes to music because it's always oh, gonna yeah. be more music. Always there. You know. And you've been in it for a minute, so you're, yeah, you're you a very know. calibrated <laughs> individual. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I look at like guys like Herbie, man. Like We've been seeing them mm. forever. He's still, still, see, going, he's still going Quincy and all. We see them at festivals and stuff like that, and they just so – and the knowledge that they give and the order I get now, you know, I'm almost considered an OG in Dallas now. Me and Sean <laughs> is fun now, but um, it's just it's – a, it's a beautiful cycle, you know. It's just, mm. you know, now – I received all the knowledge and different stuff from cast that I was looking up to. I just wanted to give it back yeah. to the, you know, the, the youngsters that's younger than, than me now and just try to help, you know, the next generation. And that's what Herbie and all them cats doing, you know I mean? It's yeah. beautiful. You I know? mean, yeah, it's, that's a part of the community. <laughs> yeah. you, you embrace these, these hard workers, these people exactly. that are putting so in the work. Music is a lifetime work because it's like it's you work. would never hear it. You would never complete it. Exactly. You're never like, that's it. That's the song. Yeah, yeah. That's the last one written. Yeah. We never completed. <laughs> so that's what keep keep us going as musicians and artists. It's mm. like, you know, it's gonna always change, you know what I mean? And it's so Well, that's what's so electrifying about it is the possibilities and mm -hmm. the collaborations. I mean oh, yeah. with who you're gonna work what well, we were just talking about, who's gonna jive something out of you that you would have never I never lean into that, but sure, let's try that, you know. Exactly. Or, yeah. or yeah. I mean that's that's like the cornerstone of like subgenres. Yeah, <laughs> the exactly. cornerstone of like everything that's new. Exactly. You, you you blend it, you try it, and your proficiency mm -hmm. in the method keeps it you know relatable and communicative. Yeah, because you, you you string it together and you, you got to string it, it together. And, you know, um, I remember I just wanted to be the fastest piano player and mm. all this type of stuff when I was in college studying every day and doing everything, <laughs> and then. As I traveled the world, even at a young age, I started learning like it's really not about the fastest. It's, a, it's really about the sound and the feel. Which are like Art Tatum is probably one of the fastest piano we used to, mm. we used to study. What was it? Our, our, you know, Oscar Peterson, our, Oscar Peterson probably wasn't as fast as uh, Art Tatum, mm. but his sound and his feel was totally different. Mm. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I started like. You know, like, I don't need to try to play. Like, I just need to find myself. Sure. And once I found myself, I really grew as a musician when I found what I was as, yeah. as a piano player, as a producer, as an artist, you know, yeah. a writer. And I think that's what all of us is really trying to strive to, to get to that point. Yeah. And then you're going to be, you know, you're not satisfied, but you are, you know, who you are in the music. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, I would never be as fast as... Oscar Peters. I mean, I could if I shed it like that every day, you know, if exactly, I wanted to. Yeah. But I don't, you know, Oscar Peters has his sound or Herbie has his sound. Herbie's not, probably is not as fast as Oscar, but Herbie's sound, you know, it's, right. it's like. That's him. Like, shoot, I, I definitely want to hear that, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's what music is, just presenting yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and it's, it's a constant practice it's to right. find yourself. If once you find yourself, it's going to make it's going to make way more sense. Yeah. And that's something that every, almost anyone in a new trade should learn, but especially a musician should understand that you do not come out of the box fully formed most of the exactly. time. Exactly. It's like, even, even when you try and throw around like, you know, first albums of something like Man. this album, we hit it out of the park though. Yeah. You know, Led Zeppelin number one is flaws. Like, do you, you, you realize that they were like 
I'm you cool. Know, their band's for like 10 years. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm that. saying. <laughs> it's like, that's what, it, that's what I'm saying. They have been already like traveling, didn't that? Yeah, they've been that's, working it. They've been that's pushing what I'm their saying. method. They've been sharpening that spear. Yeah. And then now they're ready to send it through the masses. And now it's cutting through like you know, no one, you've never seen it work before. See? That's but what I'm saying. But they had to figure it out. They had you to understand. Figure it out. They had to when understand. They found, exactly. And it's, it's a process. It's like people think the music industry is easy and, and it's, I mean, it's a lot of work, you know, mm. and it's self work. You know what I mean? You got to work on your craft. You got to, um, ton of discipline ton of discipline you got to figure out what you want to do what are you trying to present to you know to the people what 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 are you trying to express that's going to gravitate yeah you know and it's, it can take years sometimes it can take less years but sometimes it can take years until you just maybe the world just wasn't wasn't noticing but then out of a sudden sure. bow <laughs> you know? or, or you don't realize that you're really just emulating something that you've always liked and that's why you're not happy with it because that's yeah. not your voice yet you're yeah. just singing like so-and-so right or, right right know. and that's the thing you know um of course you're gonna study and, and um study your you know your, all of your um favorite musicians or favorite vocalists you know that's what it is that's how you learn but sure. then once you find when you bring it all together and, and something you know and then you come out of come out come out of all of that it's just like it's a beautiful thing yeah like i got all these influences i studied this person i studied this person i studied i studied i studied bernard wright i studied herbie i studied ahmad jamal i studied you know um I mean, some of anybody, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, yeah. it's just, but then it's, it all comes back to what, what you're trying to, what your sound is. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that, once and, you find that, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And the dynamics of community of bouncing off of your, your, yeah. your, your people and saying, here's what I've written. Like, right. That sounds good, but what, have you tried this? And you're like, well, exactly. I didn't think of that, but don't bring the ego in the room. Check it out. Oh, man. Like, lead I didn't it, think of that. Yeah, Let me try that. Please leave the ego in the Mix room. Mix two. Yes. Okay, let's try that. Right. Let's try it again. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. that will open way more doors than being like, I know my sound, man. Yeah. You you learn, know once I mean? you learn your sound, you, yeah. you, you ego free. Yeah. You know, and Absolutely. you definitely want to collab and, and, and you know, because, you know, I, it's not like set in stone that your sound is just the way, you know, or this is going to be the hit. You might, yeah. you, you know, you might need a collab. You might need someone else to come in right. And once you find that partnership, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's just like yeah. me. I might work with this person just on beats, but I might work with this person on melodies or whatever. It's just mm. I, I find, you know, the, the perfect situation and I think I fit in with different individuals. Like, we work together best on this. We work together best on this. Yeah. And we can all come together and complete, you know, create a masterpiece and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah, that's what music is. It's, yeah. We're giving it away. You know, we're giving it from us, but... You know, it's it's also good to share and and then take intake what what other ideas is and stuff like that because music never stops. Yeah, absolutely, and it's all expression. So why it's not all express expressions. it? Why yeah, not express man. it to the people who are in the trenches with you? <laughs> exactly, for real. Yeah, and workshop it. Spread your stuff, man. <laughs> I mean, that's the one one thing I would say for artists to make, to to make it in the music industry. Mm. Collab, man. Yeah, with people in different areas with in different genres and music because especially nowadays yes it's so it's like especially in this day and time yeah <laughs> big time i mean there's so many methods of it is uh, i mean just socially collaborating i mean we're not even i'm not like there's like, that's the main thing now so you know what i mean yeah. like 
that's why you definitely want to collab because you know it's you still have artists that like these this artist you still have fans like this artist this artist and if they can you know find out who you are from their favorite artists yeah you know so just keep i tell artists just man they were like i was like it's just keep writing bro just keep doing you keep expressing yourself you know collab you know what i mean because you never know when that one is going to be the one yeah you know absolutely so, so i you know i feel like my first record pay your tap was mm-hmm. like a jewel but i felt like you know i got two other records out plus a, a record on spectra sonics but i don't to me i felt like my other two records are better than the first record you know what i'm saying but people think the first record is like a classic you know what i mean it's because mm-hmm. i just i worked with more artists on that record because i was independent and it's mm-hmm. that you know i think about it that way like it was the it wasn't just you know it was the their fans my fans you mm. know what i'm saying we all brought it together and i, yeah. and I was like wow you know more it reached more people because of the, you know other co- collaborations that i had on that so it's just yeah. it makes sense yeah you know? you're yeah, trying to reach your fans but you're definitely trying to spread yeah and it's not like you're trying to get like eight features on a you know exactly on one it just took two for that one but you and know hey. what i mean but those two that's what i'm like that's good to you know definitely collab with different people and yeah. you know that you know that's what's working definitely in this in this in this time. Yeah, beautiful music is coming, especially when everybody was sitting at home for a whole year oh. and just sending yeah. files to each other. Like, yo, I got time, I got plenty of time. Yeah, it's like they this last year, um, musicians have put the old postal service uh, method of making an album to shame because now it's just like Google Drive, throw so, this in, change the world, switch it up. There you go, Re- decompress that. You know, <laughs> shift yeah. back and forth. It hurt it's the crazy. machine. Now we figure, you know, we can do it on our own. Yeah. It hurt the machine a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But hey, more expressive people, right? You know what I'm saying? Get it out there. And there's a lot of music coming, you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited, man. I, I think next couple of years are going to yield some some crazy projects. I mean, just people just, because I don't know, you know, some people are obsessive and will take a long time. And they'll, you know, mm-hmm. so who knows what's going to come because we're, we're still kind of in it, you know, so. Yeah. It's, I can assure you, it's people got mad music that, it's probably already done like me and they just on the path just trying to see when they're like i wasn't even thinking about doing a live record because i have mm. all the studio records done mm. and then something hit me and like you know maybe we should do a live record before i put this other music out you mm. know and i wasn't even thinking about that so i know different i know for sure and i know personally that artists have a lot of music out that's going to be coming out you know soon because we soon were sitting at home for a whole almost a year yeah just sending files <laughs> I doubt you're an idol. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, man. Absolutely. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Well, speaking of that live album, is there anything new on that album? Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's a, the live album consists of about two or three new records and then records cool. that um, that we never recorded. But you, mm. if you ever seen the Art Scene the Grit show at the jam session, like the full band and stuff, songs that we always do, mm. I never put uh, out, you know, because I, mean? okay. I just felt like it was it just fit that good room. for the you know yeah. the live show, you know, touring and stuff like that. So, uh-huh. um, some a couple of the songs gonna be familiar if you ever seen our show, but cool. it's like you know people are definitely gonna be excited that we finally actually released those songs, That's those awesome. arrangements and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and we do have one of the singles. It's called "When Will I See You." That was written by me and Cleon and uh, Miracle. 
Um, I have the studio version of that, but it is on the live record also. It's just oh, a awesome. different arrangement. So cool. those going to be releasing really soon. Awesome. Uh, Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, man, I am too. It, it's sounding really good. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's totally different from, you know, because we, we just oh, got yeah. studio records. So yeah. this record, people kind of get to see us play and get to hear us like stretch out and stuff. So it's going to be fun. Did you uh, do a video? Oh, I got the you? video. Ooh, yeah. Awesome. Everything man. is getting edited. Like, um, Sweet. Mixed and edited, releasing the album with the video. Sweet. So that's yeah. awesome yeah, yeah i can't it. wait man <laughs> yeah shoot i can't need it man <laughs> for real for real well uh speaking of live performances mm -hmm. uh how was it playing a tiny desk tiny desk oh tiny desk was amazing um that was in 19 it's been about two years now yeah yeah, yeah. about two years yeah and tiny desk was cool um and we, of course it was in dc yeah um I think uh did y'all bring that piano with No, you? they got it. That okay. piano is there. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cuz I was like I think that's the piano that they they Yeah, that's the piano for. that they okay, yeah. yeah. I was just their piano. Yeah. <laughs> you I, know if I, you're like I need to play my keys so we Yeah, got well, you know, when we when me and Eric could kind of talked about the songs and uh it's like you know might as well make this like a trio type of jazz feel and mm. so got the upright for Braylon and Yeah. Like, you know, and the electric, and so I was like, you know, I can just rock with just the piano. Yeah, we brought in Keon and you know everybody on the horn, so it, it was, you know, yeah, it's a great episode. Yeah, for that session, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of Erica, how did you all? How did you end up, you know, connecting with, and with Erica? playing with her? Yeah. Um, I first played with Erica didn't know who she was you know mm. she came back to Booker T um she graduated from Booker T Arts Manor also yeah so it was like uh, I was a senior me and Braylon and uh, my friend Gordon Pope he was a drummer at the time mm. and Erica I think she had either was getting ready to got, she had just got signed and then mm. she really wasn't it hadn't like she hadn't like really came out yet but she came mm. back to Booker T and to you know to to play for the students and oh yeah she came and, we, and she gave us the music and so me and Braylon the art is crazy there's so many ironies dealing with Erica but me and Braylon learned on and on before it came out because she she brought the record with her to perform to the kids oh, wow. and so we actually played on and on with her when we was like in 11 or 12th grade because she came back to Arts and <laughs> and then I was in 12th grade I was we were seniors I remember now because I got to North Texas North Texas, uh, it was '96, yeah, and I was at a party, like a like a party, and they started playing that on and on oh, song no. on the radio, and I was telling everybody like, "Yo, I know her." <laughs> it's like, man, you don't know her. Be quiet. I was like, no, man, we played with her like last year. And she came back to the RC Madden. I was like, man, what RC? You know, and I was like, man, I played this song. I'm telling, I was trying to tell all my friends at yeah. the party, and it was like, bam, she blew up. Oh yeah, like crazy. At this time, I was still playing with God's Property, mm. with Kirk Franklin, you know. So we were touring and, find, you know, still doing stuff. And later that year, 96 or 97, God's Property, you know, we were up for Grammys and everything. So, you know, we won the Grammy, you know, everything. We've, and um, so, so we did the uh, Soul Training Awards or something like that. It was one of them award shows. Mm. But the irony was that Erica hosted it. She was pregnant and we were there. And at that show, Kirk introduced us to like 
Puffy and Snoop Dogg <laughs> and Erica and like Stevie Wonder was in the dressing room and I remember oh, wow. listening to Stevie Wonder playing the green room. It's like oh. we was like kids. And <laughs> I took a picture with Erica that night. Um and I, show, I showed it to her, like, you know, years later, you know what I'm saying? I was like, the irony was, I know I met you twice. You didn't know who I was. <laughs> and then I ended up playing with you later, you know what I'm saying, being your MD. Same thing with Snoop. You know, I ended up playing with Snoop later, you know, Puffy and all these people are my friends and stuff like that now. But when we were kids, <laughs> they didn't know who I was. And, like, yeah. I still have those pictures, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> well, when crazy. I was a kid. You know? we weren't even graduated yet. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So um, that was, um, you know, you know, Eric, of course, she's one of a kind. She introduced me to a lot of music. Mm. You know? Absolutely. Definitely. So I just remember those type of situations. So the irony was that's when I first met her. Then it, later on, when um, she ended up getting a Dallas band, Gino Young was her MD, mm. became her MD, which he knew her from Arts Magnet too, you know mm. what I'm saying? And, and Don B, they all went to school together with Erica. And then and at that time, you know, you know, I think he was going to Howard University. Mm. And then Erica wanted to have a Dallas band. So she, you know, I think her and Gino set up an audition. Uh, at this time, I think I was out of town with another band or something, but I didn't make the audition, but Sean Martin was on that gig. And mm. I was still, we were still playing with Kirk too at the time. Gotcha. So how I ended up going out with Erica is kind of funny was, it was a day with Erica and it was a day with Kirk Franklin on the same day. Hmm. So we were trying to figure out like, um, and for some reason, I want to say Bobby couldn't make the Kirk Franklin show. And so Sean was like, man, Kirk really wanted me to stay to do this show. You, I think, think you should just sub to do the Erica show. And I'm going to go and do this show with Kirk. You know what mm. I mean? And so I saw that show. I came in, you know, Gino and Igo Hart and Gino Young and Braylon Lacey, they were already on the gig, mm. you know what I'm saying? And so it was a New Orleans show. Uh, the New Orleans Jazz Festival it was my first show with Erica. Oh, wow. And ever since that show in New Orleans, they flew me in. We rehearsed all day. It was the longest rehearsals I ever <laughs> fucking. <day>. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, I'm so tired. And like, <laughs> I remember us going over the music all day. And then finally, I, th I thought the rehearsal was over. It was like 11 at night. And so Erica hadn't been there the whole time. And then she comes in like 1130. <laughs> then we like. Run through it again. Run through it again. <laughs> we didn't get out there until like three in the morning. But it, it was like, that was my first, you know, experience being around her and, you know, yeah, in that capacity. And I played the show. Uh, Gino Young was MD. I played Second Keys on that show. And ever since that show in New Orleans that I subbed, uh, Erica, she kept calling me back. So I've I mm. played since that show I, show I subbed. And Sean just, you know, because Sean decided to just, you know, the MD Kirk at that time. Mm. And so it worked out perfectly instead of us, you know, so I stayed with Erica. He stayed with Kurt. Hmm. You know what I mean? And, Swap uh, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's kind of how like I got the gig, and I started doing shows. And then at that time, she was working on Mama's Gun. Yeah. And um, she asked us to come to the studio, and I was like, "Wow, you know what I mean? I'll come to the studio with Erica. I, you know, <laughs> end up playing on a few songs on that record. Uh, Times of Wasting and some other stuff with it. Oh, and, really? Yeah. Nice. And then uh, oh, that song. <laughs> shit. And ever since then, and that might have been like 99. Wow. So over 20 years, uh, you know, been playing with Erica Badu. That's awesome. You know, became our music director probably around 2006, 2007, something like that. 
Nice. Yeah, so that's how that worked out. Rest is history. Rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, uh, I have one last one last question for okay. you. And then if there's anything else you want to bring up, promote, go for it. Oh, man, I'm uh, good. This has been a cool interview, man. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I always like to ask musicians this uh-huh. or a producer, whatever. What's, what's your favorite piece of equipment? What's like your house is on fire. I'm going to grab this. It used to be an Oregon. It used to be a B3 because that's what that's the first thing okay. I started on. Uh, but it's it would be a Fender Rhodes okay. for me. Oh, classic! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, classic Fender Rhodes. Like, and um, it's crazy because I never wanted to play keyboards, mm. even with the guys' property days. I would just leave that to Sean and Spud. I was mm. like, they just leave me on the B3. Like, just I'm playing the Oregon, <laughs> and so it worked out because Sean would play all the auxiliary and Spud would play all the main, and mm. I would play Oregon. And so it wasn't until I, I want to say, got to North Texas and started doing a lot of the zebras and all that type of stuff mm. uh, with Dan Hurley, you know, and, and then I, I started transitioning. When I started playing with Eric, I started transitioning into like roads and keyboards and stuff like that. Yeah. But I fell in lo- love with the roads. You yeah. know, that's all I was studying at the time. You know, mm. Maj Jamal, uh, Herbie. Uh, uh, Danny Hathaway, Bernard, right? All the Rhodes players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was like killing the game, you know? So, uh, why, why swap out the proven tool? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bernie Morel, uh, all the cats, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the Rhodes, you know? Of course, I got different um, plugins and stuff that can emulate the Rhodes, but it's nothing like that. You know, the, the 88 feel. Rhodes, you know what I'm saying? Speaker, that, like the feel. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, especially when you're. I'm just gonna grab her hill out the roads if it's about to burn up. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. Where's the roads? <laughs> get those. Yeah, those for real. Papers out of the way. Them, I gotta get the roads, man. <laughs> well, good stuff, brother. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, where can people find you? Where? Uh, uh, you can find me Instagram. My new Instagram is my name R C Williams Jr. because I am a junior and my dad is senior. Uh, of course, rcinthegrits.com, and that's RC in the Grits with a Z, G-R-I-T-Z, and the A-N-D for the N. You can find us there. That's the same for Twitter. Uh, Facebook, same thing, RC Williams. And uh, rcinthegrits.com, uh, that's our website also. So you can find us there, you know what I mean? And uh, Hey, stuff. I'm around. I'm around right now. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah, around. You can, like I said, yeah, multiple jam spots. Yes. Y- y'all have a, a Halloween. Well, yeah. This episode might come out next week. So, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. there is a Halloween party coming up. Oh yeah, yeah. We're doing a thriller <laughs> so, record. Of course, yeah, we're doing a thriller record, thriller album. It's a, it's a, it's. A, I've been doing that uh, theme for a while now. When it follows on Halloween, so we 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 run the whole Michael Jackson thriller album down. It's a costume party also, so it's gonna be fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yes, indeed. Awesome. Well, I'm again looking forward for to the live album. No doubt, no doubt. Be a day one listener right here. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, next, yeah, next time um, I'll come see you at Maker's Gym or come down here, brother. Yeah, yeah. Check out the next Maker's Gym. It's, it's for creators. You know, you you will love the spot. The engineer stuff. I mean, everything they got, the cameras, the you have to come see it. Cool, man. Let's yeah. do it. No doubt, bro. Awesome, brother. That's good meeting you. No doubt. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Till next time. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, visit our website, musicmythpodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. 
goodbye.